Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to powerhousemoney.com to grab your free Powerhouse bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now, let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, my Powerhouse fam. So I want to talk to you guys about core values and why they are so important to have not only as part of your business, but making sure your entire team truly understands what they are, what they mean, and how they impact the organization overall. So core values, why they matter, why they're important. Really having them is important to shape the company's vision, its culture, and then again, making sure your team is on the same page as you and how they should act and feel around each other, treat each other, and more importantly, um, or not more importantly, but I suppose equally as important, treat your clients or your customers and make sure that that experience is the same. You know, do you have the right butts in the right seats who are showing the will to want it? Do they get it? Do they have capacity? And over the last 12 months, my team has just about doubled in size. And so for me, that was extremely exciting, but uncomfortable. And I've had core values all along. I have shared them with the team in the hiring process, what our core values are, made sure that they understood and digested. But over the last maybe few months or so, I was getting the feeling that even though I said them and they were stated, they weren't really digested and implemented on a continual basis throughout the workday in their actions. And, uh, you know, sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. But I always ask myself, like when I'm seeing something that I don't love, you know, this is my fault. How can I solve it? And so what I did at our last meeting is I decided to roll out the core values, the same core values that they have seen before, but I also defined them and what that means for our company. So the core values, the definition and the meaning to us, and then to take it a step further, I also wanted to articulate and highlight our standards. And then every week now, I am having everybody evaluate each other anonymously and ask, has every individual been acting within our core values. Have you seen that? Are they following our standards? Because I can't have eyes on everybody all the time and micromanaging and everyone is interacting with each other. And I want to make sure it's being done within our core values and, and people are showing up. And so I also thought that would add a really nice layer of personal accountability is they know the team is watching. How can we go high? How can we always operate on a level of excellence and gratitude and continue to work on that, level it up and, and build 
from that platform. And so I'm having them do a weekly assessment. Again, it's anonymous, so that way it's answered honestly. And all it is is a a plus, a minus, or a plus minus if it's neutral next to the person's name if if they're uh, following those core values that week. And then I also ask them to also answer what it is that they are proud of. Two work things that they're proud of. So two things that they accomplished that week and then one personal accomplishment they're proud of. And then what is it that they're working on specifically toward the company goals? And then also I ask them to celebrate something that they saw stand out with a team member. Because I also want to make sure that we are recognizing, celebrating, and knowing how we're moving the needle, how we're all working together. And if someone did a notable thing, let's talk about it and celebrate it because it's easy to forget that when we're in the busyness of the day or the busyness of the week and we're all working so hard and it's easy to bring up issues and problems, but it's more difficult to recognize those little things that we do right And it's the things that we do right that we want to celebrate and expand on and make sure that they're reinforced so they continue to go right. And it's just those little things sometimes saying like, man, like Stephanie really went above and beyond this week in making sure I understood my role. Something as small as as that is extremely significant and allowing Stephanie or whoever to come back the next day and try even harder because they know they're making a personal impact. And so For me, it is, this is a test. I've never done this before. We're coming into week two and it's been really fun to see. For me, it's great to digest the feedback and think about how I can potentially either power somebody, empower them to uh, expand on a skill or tweak it or, or are they coachable in this way as well. And so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And I've asked everybody to have our core values in the definition up in front of them all the time. And most in, importantly, when they're filling out that that survey. And so I think it's gonna definitely help quite a lot. And, and what I wanted to reinforce too is, is throughout the day, when you're dealing with an issue, like five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> the famous Mel Robbins, but, but pause and make sure that we are always responding versus reacting because it's easy to want to just throw in the towel or it's easy to want to take a shortcut or be sloppy. But, you know, it's it's the pause. Are we reacting versus responding? And what about tomorrow? Will this make my life easier tomorrow or harder tomorrow? And what will that look like? And just for fun, if you, you know, for those of you who care, I'll share our core values with you and how we define them. Because if you don't have core values yet for your organization, or maybe you have some, but you're you're not really sure if you'd like to add or subtract, depending on the growth of your company, but your vision and where you're headed, feel free to steal some of these if you like them. Maybe they are also aligned with your organization. So Number one for us is honesty. So, and how I defined it for our company is we will always be honest, transparent, and critical in evaluating everything with thoughtfulness. This also speaks to our belief and integrity and loyalty in relationships. The next core value is learning. And how we define that is learning, not just for the sake of accumulating knowledge, accolades, or distinction, but in the pursuit of adding value and significance in the lives of our clients and those around us. Continually learning and implementing will allow all of us to consistently add value, never become complacent, and always be growth-oriented. For me, it is so important to always be of a growth mindset 
And I have said this time and time again since the beginning of time, but over a decade ago, like be an active student of the game. And if you stand still and if you stop learning, and especially in our industry, you know, in, in the financial planning company, like shit is changing on the daily. And if you are not actively learning or engaging or even asking like, man, what am I missing? You are going to, number one, stop growth, but probably lose clients. And so for us, that's really important. I want to make sure the team is also excited to constantly learn and gain capacity. The next core value is communication. This is a big one. And we believe in the quality of relationships is brought forth by the quality of clear communication. And we encourage voicing the thoughts for celebrations, concerns, frustrations, and all ideas freely and often to avoid future uh, resentment, resistance, conflict, and to always bring forth new insights and perspectives. I want everyone on the team to always feel, number one, that they're included and we're in an inclusive, non-judgmental environment, but they are empowered to bring forth their ideas. What are we doing that we could be doing better? What don't I see or what didn't we see? And, and those systems should always be getting better or more efficient, if you will. So that is really important. And, and just new ideas in general, you know, as we grow, like, there's always something fun that we can tweak or change or something different that we can offer to clients as a value add. And we will communicate even when it feels difficult or uncomfortable. That is also important. You know, there's many people who hate confrontation or who hate taking the time out to have an uncomfortable conversation. But if we don't, it snowballs. And so that is really important that we rip off the Band-Aid. We have the uncomfortable conversation. We talk about it. We solve it. We move on. We hug. All is good. The next is humility. So having the mindset not to claim ownership or absolute knowledge in things and being open-minded and staying humble and knowing there's always more to know, but also, and importantly, different perspectives for different people, beliefs. And this is uh, also the belief that we will always have lessons to learn and we're never done or all-knowing. And so we will admit when we are wrong and take ownership of those problems and work to fix them or work to solve them. The next core value is grit. So always having passion and perseverance towards a goal. And we strive to always achieve something despite of the difficulty or discouragement with passion and vigor. Uh, grit and digging in is in part probably how I built this company. And just knowing that with 1000% certainty that I was going to make it work and succeed because I was completely obsessed with the concept and the idea of what was being built and how we were helping and who we were impacting. And with the team, I want them to know like, yep, it is not going to be rainbows and unicorns and there are going to be hard days. And to have that grit and know that you are worth the effort. We are all tough. We could all do hard things and we can dig in because time and time again, and Angela Duckworth wrote a whole book on this too, is that grit is what shows perseverance and success, not the smartest person in the room. It's the grittiest person in the room. You know, we have the resources to figure it out, but sometimes we have to dig in. Next is authenticity. So to be genuine, authentic, vulnerable, and in turn, no one will judge. And so much like communication, we want to show up authentically and be our own unique, weird, quirky selves and love each other for it. But in being authentic, I feel that it makes us more genuine and relatable. And that's what is also important for our clients. 
And then next and last is security. And we believe in providing an inclusive environment where everyone feels safe, heard, and protected. And we are in the literal business of providing security to our clients in the financial planning company through Wilcox Financial. Like We are providing future and present financial security to those we serve. And so that must be critical as part of our overall core values inside and out. And then beyond that, I did write our standards because I was thinking to myself like, man, what is it that I want to make sure is is the bar? What is the bar? People will rise to the expectations that we set. And I wanted to make it clear for the team now what our standards are. And number one, unequivocal excellence. That is so important to me. And I want to make sure that we are always striving to be the best version of ourselves that we can be and that we're learning and growing, taking feedback, taking constructive criticism and working toward excellence, not perfection, but excellence. Next is we will never make assumptions. We will always have thoughtful execution. We will lead with tomorrow in mind. I said that earlier in this podcast episode is always think about tomorrow. How will I feel? How will this make my my day? And not always like the immediate tomorrow, but the future in general. How are you teeing yourself up? Which means don't take shortcuts. Never take shortcuts. They do not work out and they usually fuck shit up. So knock that off. That is definitely our standard. And in our business, it can hurt because if there's a mistake, it can cost quite a lot. Uh, Next is take individual initiative. Our standard is that you will take initiative to dig in, to learn, to be better at your position, to take the initiative to want to grow and know more and help and ask the questions versus passively sitting there and just expecting for everything to always fall in your lap or the explanation. And for us too, and and we're a small company and we're growing, like we don't necessarily have a roadmap. So we got to figure it out as we go. And so I want the team to have, number one, to feel empowered to do that. I trust them to do that in their zone of genius, but they got to take the initiative to do it because no one else is going to do it for them. So they really have to carve that path in some ways. Uh, We give guardrails, but, but take initiative is important. And that's where brilliant things are born. I hire people smarter than me for a reason. The next is our standard is to treat everyone with respect and kindness. We may be different. We may have different beliefs, religion, political ideals. You know, we joke all the time. Miranda in our office, she is a vegan. We all eat meat. You know, we love her. We respect her. And there is never a form of disrespect for anything. That is obviously a very light surface level example, but everyone should feel that way, uh, clients included. And then next is be hungry for achievement and continually striving to be better. And then then this is is one of my personal favorites. I quote it all the time. I think I heard Michelle Obama say it. So this is not my initial idea, but they go low, you go high. And that is a standard because it is so easy when somebody calls and we have a lot of clients that we've inherited from other advisors who we haven't met yet, or they're frustrated or angry because they've had a poor experience in the past They don't even know what the problem is and they'll call and start yelling at us before we can even figure out how to solve it and we have to go high. Sometimes we'll have people call that aren't clients yet and they're upset or maybe not being kind or even clients that can happen. And the reality is, is they don't always mean to take it out on us or they don't always mean to come off that way. But most of the time, there's something else going on in their life 
causing that treatment. It's almost like hurt people hurt people. And so every single time it's the don't let it pierce your skin, but you go high. We are in the business of service. We are in the business of making people feel secure and comforted and figuring out how we can fix that initial feeling and make it better and find a solution. So they go low, you go high, and of course, come up with a solution and then help first. And I'm just going to keep going here. So this was the rest of the meeting. I also had a bullet on this uh, worksheet here that everybody has and, and will have in front of them all the time. The bold line, when faced with a problem or a challenge, ask yourself. And so this was that five, four, three, two, one, like pause before you just quickly react and, and let's be thoughtful, critical and respond instead. And so the questions that that I have and, and want them to have in front of them is, if this were my fault, how would I fix it? Am I being kind? Am I being patient? Am I thinking of the bigger picture? So that is to make sure that we're not judging, we're not making assumptions. And of course, thinking about tomorrow, no shortcuts. Am I responding or reacting? I think that's a theme here. Am I thinking long-term? Am I putting the client first? And am I making assumptions? So all of those things, sometimes related, sometimes not. It depends on the circumstance, but always good to ask the question if it's needed. And then for sending emails, and and we send a ton of emails. And depending on your business and who's listening here, you may as well. I feel like the world like forgot about the phone and just does emails these days. And so it, there's been uh, recently some things that I've been picking up on that I just haven't been loving. And so this is another reminder, reiteration that sometimes it's the basics that we we take for granted or the basics that we make assumptions about. And this was just a, a friendly reminder of, hey, emails, we send them all the time. Sometimes we don't recognize how they're being sent or when it should be something different. And so here's a reminder to keep in front of you that I want you to think about these bullets. And so are you pausing before sending and confirming the following? Is this email clear and concise? What is the tone of my email? So that's a big one. You know, I, I always want emails to come with a hug or really nice tone. And, and we don't realize sometimes that it, it doesn't sound the way we want it to sound because it's missing punctuation or a word. And when received on the other end, if that's received poorly, that's our fault. And then next is, should this just be a phone call? So yes, it's the easy way out to just send a quick email and hope that, you know, they pick up what we're laying down. But sometimes, and again, what we do, it's technical or we know there's going to be follow-up questions. You're actually saving yourself time to just pick up the phone. And usually people appreciate that because you're handling it on the spot. You're taking care of it, confirming everybody is on the same page. You move on. There's no email back and forth and all that madness. If it should be a phone call, pick up the phone, don't avoid it, take care of it, move on. And then next is just proofread for errors. So that's another thing, silly little stuff. We're moving fast. We want to get things done, but it's better to pause, proofread, send it correct, slow your roll, do it right the first time, then look like a monkey. So that is it. That is uh, what I wanted to share with you guys today and, and something, again, I'm being transparent about. I could have done this a lot better in the past. I didn't. I learned. And this is what I am doing now. So hopefully it is helpful for some of you and even thinking about maybe starting to implement this if you haven't yet or, or making your core values clear to the team. Maybe it's on your wall or, or something that they have and, and see and then your standards. So until next time, my powerhouse family, continue to be courageous. 
Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you.